Ghost or Holy Spirit. Amen. And the scripture is taken from Acts 1.8. And we are all very fam- we are familiar with it. And it's great how the Lord Jesus started this statement. He said, but, right? But. <laughs> so before that, he, he, he tells them that, but he said to them, it is not for you to know the time or appointed times which the Father has set by his own authority. They were trying to think that Redemption was for the Jews. Hallelujah. But then he said, but you will receive power. I I read from the New American Standard Version. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And, hallelujah, and, and you shall be what? My witnesses, both in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria, as far as to the remotest parts of the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then shall we also read 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 6.19. 1 Corinthians 6.19. And it reads, And what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Oh, I thought this would be a shouting place. We are the temple of the living God. Even as God has said, I will dwell in them. I will dwell in them. And I will walk in them. Hallelujah. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I, 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 in fact, say that, I, I want you to say this. My temple, my, my body, <laughs> is the temple of the living God. God walks in me, and he dwells in me. He is my father, and I am his child. Because of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 6.19. 1 Corinthians 6.19. So he said, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Hallelujah. Where is the Holy Spirit? In you. Hallelujah. And he says, whom you have from God. And you are not of your own. So there are a couple of things here. So it's interesting. In the first letter that Paul wrote to the church of Corinth, he told them this. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom God, who, who, which, from God, and you are not of your own. Then he made sure that in the second letter, he emphasizes on it again. Because sometimes we know as Christians, we don't get things the first time, right? We might get it the second time. That's why sometimes we preach something over and over and over again until it dawns your spirit. So in the second Corinthians, when he writes them the letter, he tells them, 
not only that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, but God is in you. Hallelujah. So, in the olden days, in the old covenant, the, the, what shall I say, the ordinary men did not have the Holy Spirit in them. So Samuel, the prophet, will have the Holy Spirit, right? That is why they have to come all the way to Jerusalem to ask questions for matters to be settled. That is why Moses had the Spirit. That's why everybody had to come to Moses. And in the God's sometimes Moses is like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm tired. And God took some of the Spirit from him and gave it to other people to, to help. And that is why they had judges, right? They had the Spirit of God. But the mere Israelites walking around did not have the Holy Spirit. So that is why they had to come to Jerusalem once a year to present themselves before God. Because God was in Jerusalem. And if you remember when Jesus spoke to the lady at the well, he said that you Jews say that God, he has to be worshipped where? In Jerusalem, right? And Jesus told him that time has come and now is the time that we shall worship God in truth and in spirit. Hallelujah. So that is what was going on. But God had a master plan. Hallelujah. And for that master plan had to be fulfilled, there had to be, without the, without the shedding of blood, there was no remittance of sin. So in the olden days, they would use an animal, right? And the animal would, pacif- would be as, as a way for their sin to be cleansed. Oh, but there came Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, he was God but man at the same time. Hallelujah. And not only that, when he came, he conquered the flesh. Hallelujah. When he came, he neither sinned. So Jesus could have sinned, but he didn't. That is why he said that he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So when Jesus came, you realize that in the book of Hebrews, he says that he entered the holies of holies once and for all. Not with the blood of cows or goats, but with his own blood. And he attained eternal redemption. Not present redemption, but eternal redemption for us once and for all. Hallelujah. So you realize that when he arose from the dead and Mary saw him, and he, and he said, Mary, then, G, then he turned, he said, Rabboni, right? Teacher. The Bible, the Bible didn't say, but it looks like Mary ran and he hugged him. And he said, Mary, do not cling unto me, for I have not risen to the Father. Hallelujah. So from there, that is why he went to that heavenly temple. And then he offered his blood. And he said, Father, this is the blood. To buy the redemption for Evelyn. To buy the redemption for Otin. To buy the redemption for Nathan. Once and for all. Forever and ever. My blood covers them. I tell you, it was by the blood. Hallelujah. It is by the blood. And by the blood. And because of that blood, that was not in the temple of Jerusalem, but in the heavenly temple, we have attained redemption. That's why he said, 
we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the Lord Jesus. Now, the difference between what Jesus did, because sometimes we think that because Jesus rose from the dead, that is why he makes him Lord. No. It wasn't because Jesus rose from the dead. People have risen from the dead. Lazarus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, there was a man who was going to be buried. He touched the bones of Elijah. He rose from the dead. Right? The, 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 um, when Jesus met um, the lady, I think it was Nyan, Nyan or something, the town of Nyan, she met that woman who had to go to bury their son. She, he raised him from the dead. When that little 12-year-old girl died, Jesus raised him from the dead. But that is not what made him Lord. The Bible says that he was raised from the dead for our justification. Hallelujah. So what made Jesus the Lord God Almighty? And what made Jesus the ability to be able to, uh, to obtain our redemption? It is what he did when he died. Hallelujah. People, have been, people rose from the dead, but they did not die with our sins on them. And not only that, he, he took our place. He was our substitute. Those, Lazarus was not your substitute. Lazarus couldn't be anybody's substitute. But Jesus was our substitute. And not only that, he went and he conquered. Hallelujah. He conquered the devil. Amen. And he rose on that day. And as he rose, and then he offered the blood, it was pleasing to the Father. And that is what makes him Lord. And then that is what makes him your Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. So I used to think that when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, that was when our redemption was attained. But no. We realize that when he said it is finished, the curtain in the temple tore in two. So at that time, what Jesus was saying that the Old Testament has been fulfilled. The law has been fulfilled. So it is finished. So God moved out from Jerusalem. Hallelujah. That temple where he stayed, he was, it was in human-made temple. But he moved out. And now he dwells in us because of Christ Jesus. How does that happen? It is because we are born again. When he told Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of Nicodemus. <laughs> he, said, he said, how can you go back to your mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus said, you are a teacher of Israel. I tell you earthly things and you don't understand. How about if I start telling you heavenly, heavenly oracles, what will happen to you? But then what happens is that and if you think about it, the new birth, that's why it's called the new birth, to be born again. And we are not born of flesh, but we are born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We are born of the Spirit. And then I love this song. I don't know if, if anybody knows this song. I'm, I'm no longer a slave. He, there is a part that he says that your blood flows through my vein. Hallelujah. Because we are born of the Father through the Holy Spirit and you are a new creature. Hallelujah. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, it's like, it's like your spirit is completely new. 
when a child is born, he comes into the world new, fresh. Not, the baby coming out is sterile. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Until it comes out of the world. So born again, the new birth is by the Holy Spirit. Now, what does that do for us? That puts us in the position to be able to get the Spirit of God. Yes, when you are saved, the new birth is done by the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in you, but you are not full of the Holy Spirit. You are not full of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the book of Acts, we see that Philip went to Samaria, right? And, 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 and Samaria was when Jesus, where Jesus met the woman at the, um, at the well, right? And then he stayed with them a couple of days. So some of the work had been laid down in Samaria. So Philip goes to Samaria, and Philip saves the people. Amen. Amen. Philip preached Christ to the Samaritans. And that's Act 8. Shall we go to Act 8? Act 8.40. I want you to stay with me. Are you staying with me? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So Act 8.40. So he said, but Philip found... No, that's not what I want. So the Ethiopian... I, um, I think it's, it's the earlier part. Five, Act 8, 5. Sorry. And he said, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began and preached Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. He preached Christ to them, and they were saved. Amen. Amen. But then, when, when Philip preached Christ to them, those people became saved. They were now Christians. Right? They were saved. If you read John 3.16, it says that, For God so loved the world that he gave Christ. So Christ is the gift to the world. Christ is, so I don't, when I want to save somebody, I don't go and preach Holy Ghost to them, but I preach Christ. Hallelujah. We preach Christ. We go and we preach Christ to them. And he said, go into the world and preach the gospel, right? And those who believe in my name, in my name, right? And then, and then Peter said that there is no name on this earth that anyone will be saved but by the name of Jesus. So you preach Christ to them. Now, after Christ has been preached to them, they are saved. But then you realize that the people in Samaria were not full of the Holy Ghost. They were not full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They were not full of the Holy Ghost. So, so they had to send... Peter and John to Samaria. Acts 8.14. 
Let's go to down to 14. So it says, Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, and we know Christ is the word of God, hallelujah, so they had received Christ. And they said, Who came down and prayed for them that they would receive the Holy Spirit? They receive the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is for Christians. And Christ is for the world. The gift of the Holy Spirit is for Christians. Hallelujah. So Jesus said that the Spirit that comes from my Father, which the world cannot receive, but the world can receive Christ. Hallelujah. So you are sitting here as a child of God. The Holy Spirit is a gift for you. Gift. And over and over again in the New Testament, they talk about the gift of the Holy Spirit. It cannot be bought. Hallelujah. That is why when Peter and John, they went, um, I forgot the town they went to, that there was that, that guy, I can't remember his name, who used to do sorcery? Simon. Simon. Simon, exactly. He was a sorcerer and he was doing magic. Then when they came, he realized that there was a power bigger than his. Whereby they were healing the sick, the lame was walking. And Simon said, he, he wanted to pay. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'm give, I'll give you money for this power. And Peter told him he should repent of his sin. Hallelujah. So it's a gift. It is not bought. Now, when you are saved, you, Jesus Christ talked about the Holy Spirit as a form of water. Living water, right? If you have a glass, it can be half full or it can be full to the top. Being filled with the Holy Spirit when you are converted, I, I see that you are probably half full. But when you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, let me put this way, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then you are full to the brim. And what happens when you are full to the brim? You speak in other tongues. Hallelujah. But it is the gift of God. It is not by your own doing or your righteousness, but it is the gift of God. We get it through Jesus Christ. We put on Christ. So when we go to God, it's not that, oh, I have been in Church of Pentecost for 10 years. I was here when we started Church of Pentecost. Or because you are beautiful, or, you are, or you are, you've dressed nicely, so you get the Holy Spirit. No. You get the Holy Spirit because you go to the Father, and then you ask him through Christ Jesus in faith, then you receive it. Now, how do you get this faith to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? It's by the word of God. What I'm telling you now. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible says that faith is the, um, the, the substance of things hoped for. Hoped for. Hope is a future tense. So when I say that I hope I will buy this car, that means that I don't have the money to buy the car right now. So it's a future tense. But it starts with, say, 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 uh, uh, Jemima, can we go to Hebrews 11.1? 1? 
Hebrews 11.1. 1. Are you staying with me? Yes. So he said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So in my Bible, I wrote that faith equals hope plus substance equals faith. Now, what is this substance? The substance is the word of God. Now, I hope to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's my hope. So future tense. But faith takes it from I hope or I will to now because I say that your word says that the Holy Spirit is a gift for me. So with that, the hope plus the substance of the word of God changes it from being future tense to present tense. So that I say now, because the scripture says that the Holy Spirit is a gift for me, I have received it and I get it now. Not I will. Did, did, did you understand that? So, I'm sick, and I want to get better, right? My hope is to get better. So, I might say that I hope I will get better. That is future, right? Now, I take the word of God, and I go to Matthew 8, 17. Jimama, let's go to Matthew 8, 17. And he said that himself, himself, that which was fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah, that said he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Hallelujah. Amen. So now it goes from I hope I will get better to I am better now because my hope plus the substance which is the word of God, which says that himself took my infirmities. So I say, because Jesus took my infirmities, and with the hope that I have that I've gotten better, it goes from I will get better to I am better because Jesus himself took my infirmities. So I am better now, in Jesus' name I am better. Not because of what I have done or what I have achieved, but because the word of God says so, I believe I am better because of Matthew 8, 17. Thank you, Heavenly Father, I have received my healing. Then I give glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, faith is. Faith is present. Hope is future. Faith is now. That is why it starts with now. Faith is. Is, is, is present tense. Is, now, faith is. So receiving the, whole, the gift of the Holy Spirit is through faith. And it is now, not the future. Sometimes it has been very complicated. And, and things on WhatsApp and Instagram and all these things that we are following. We are not following philosophy. We are following the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Philosophy is great, but Christ is better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So that this, this is what the scripture says. That is why, so when you go down all these 
faith examples that they, they, it says. That is why he says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you come to him, you have to believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is now. Holy Spirit, gift of Holy Spirit is now. It is not the future. It is now. Because you are a child of God. And the most important thing is because of the blood of Jesus. That is the most important thing. Good works. Works is good, but we are not saved by works. That's why the Bible says that if it was by works, Abraham could have taken some credit for it. But it is not by works, but it is by grace. Hallelujah. Faith. Substance. Hope plus substance. Where does this substance come from? The word of God. So that sometimes things are hard. It's hard. It is hard. You need money. You need to pay a bill. But then you say that you said in your word that I should not worry about anything. But then you provide all my needs. Hallelujah. That you care for the best of the earth. And for the best of the air. And even you clothe the plants that are there. And you said in your word that not even Solomon was clothed more than these, right? So with that, my bill is covered. Hallelujah. Amen. Believing the word of God. That is belief. You are convinced within your heart that it is true. You are convinced within your heart that it is now. You are convinced within your heart that because of Jesus Christ, you have it now, not that you will get it later. Hallelujah. Amen. I wasn't planning on talking about faith, but it looks like that's where it's gotten to. Amen. Amen. So then, what do you do? What do you do? You've claimed it, right? You've claimed it. You've claimed it. Then now, he said, is the evidence of things not seen. Evidence not seen. Hallelujah. So it hasn't come to fruition yet. But then you believe. You believe in your heart that because the word says so, it is now. Hallelujah. Jimama, let's go to Mark 11. The Lord had been dealing with me for a while in terms of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Mark 11, 23. So he says that, I say unto you, whoever say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says he will, uh, uh, will be done, he will have them. Or some version will say that believe that those things that he said, he has them, then it will be done. So you have to believe first that you have it before it will do what? It will show up. Did you get that? 
That's the difference. So the difference is that most of us, we want to see it first before we believe. Oh, my leg is hurting. I pray, God, your word says I'm healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm expecting it to go away. And, and if, if it goes away, then like, oh, yeah, I believe it. But it's the opposite. He says that if you believe that you have received them, then you shall have what you have prayed for. Faith, substance, the word of God, plus your hope is faith. And then he goes on to say, the evidence of things not seen. Now, how do you take it from the realm of faith and then you bring it to reality? So faith takes things from the spiritual and brings them to the present. Hallelujah. And it does so by the word of God. But for the manifestation, so I have to believe that I have received my healing. So I say, Father, I thank you. I believe that I have received my healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Then I go about my business. Oh, somebody is going to creep up. There is somebody, your adversary. Oh, he's going to come out. If he doesn't come around, then there's something wrong. And then the doubt. Oh, you said you believe it. Where is the evidence? He will for sure show up. And when he shows up, you tell him that because the word of God says so, I have it. Hallelujah. Even though it hasn't manifested, so I tell the devil, I said, it hasn't manifested, but I believe I have received it. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit in you. That is how you receive it. Now, Jesus Christ did not come to save you for you to avoid hell. Or Jesus Christ did not come to save you for you to go to heaven. Jesus Christ came to save us so that there will be many Christ on earth. So that we go about doing the work of Christ. So most of us are happy in our corner. Oh, sometimes I, back in the days I used to pray, Oh Lord, I thank you that I'm saved. I thank you that I'm not going to go to hell. I thank you that I'll go to heaven. I thank you for my mansion in heaven. Then this was revealed to my heart. I was not saved to be comfortable in where I am to say that I'll go to heaven. I was saved to be filled with the Holy Spirit to go out there according to the commission, the great commission, so that we go and deliver people. We go and set people free. We go out there, lay hands upon the sick to heal them so that they come into the church. Hallelujah. So that because people are dying every day and they are going to hell. And I have never met anybody who told me that he met the Holy Ghost on the road and he preached Christ to him and he saved. God is going to work through us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You go through the scriptures. Even Cornelius, when Cornelius had to be saved, 
he wasn't saved. The angel came and the angel said, go call Peter. Simon, whose last name is Peter, for him to come. And he would tell you words by which you and your household will be saved. It's men, men, you and I, full of the Holy Ghost, going out there and then preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. The word of God. It is by preaching. Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel. We can pray all we want. But if we don't go out there and preach, nothing will happen. And that's how we were saved. We heard the word of God. And when you heard it, it touched your heart. The Holy Spirit in you. Can we go to um, Romans 8, 1? Romans 8, 1. He said, now there is therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Shall we go to the, um, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Shall we go to the next? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. One day, as I read this, the law of the spirit of life just jumped in my face. I said, why did Paul, the Holy Spirit, I said, so there is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So he talks about three laws here. He said the law of sin, the law of death, and then there's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus. So there is a whole law that has to do with the Holy Spirit in us. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that in him was life. And that's the one of the laws of the Spirit. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So that when the Holy Spirit is in you, it eliminates every path everything. And that power, that life is so powerful because it is from God that it drives away the sin and it drives away death. Death and life cannot be in the same body. So when you are born again, the Holy Spirit comes in and it drives away death. It drives away sin. That is why he said, do not be equally yoked with unbelievers. Because the power that comes with the Holy Spirit is so much. That is why Paul said that, and if the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, he draws in you, that same Spirit, just think about it. The, the Holy Spirit, Jesus' body was lying there. And when he had fulfilled everything, the Holy Spirit came and entered him. It left him because you and I, our sins, was placed on him. So he went from being under the power of his father under, to the, under the kingdom of darkness. So that is why he said that we have been transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. 
in whom we have redemption through his blood. That is the power of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. When it comes into you, it drags you from the kingdom of darkness and it puts you into the kingdom of the son of his love. And if we will be constantly connected to God through his word, this law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will work in us. So that that spirit, from your spirit, it is so powerful that it even goes from spiritual to mortal that it gives life to the mortal body. That is the law of the spirit of life. I want you to meditate on that. Think about just, just this scripture, meditate on it. And then ask the Father that he should, see the entrance of his word give us light. He should throw light on that for you so that we walk in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. But I will pray the Father and he will send the spirit. And when he comes, you shall receive power. Hallelujah. God wants his children to know this morning that you have the power in you. You have the law of the spirit of life in you. It is not received by anything, but it is received through faith. So right now, you have it in you. The power that drove Satan from heaven and all his cohorts, he drove them down, it's in you. That power of God, it's in you. That is why John said that we have overcome them, right? Why have we overcome them? Because 1 John 4, 4, he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. The Holy Spirit in you by faith. So I want you to go out there and exercise this faith. Speak it. Speak it. I have the Holy Spirit in me. And because of that, I take command of a situation. And then you can change situations. You can change situations. Hallelujah. The Father wants you to know that you have the power to change situations. So sometimes, instead of praying to God, there's one time that something was happening to somebody. And I remember, I was on my way there. And then I said, Father, preserve their life. And then he said, no, you speak it. So I said, I preserve their life in the name of Jesus. I preserve their life because of the power of God in me, because of the power of God in me. What did Jesus do? Anytime Jesus found a situation... What did he do? He spoke. If you don't speak, there will be no results. That's why he stood there. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And what did Lazarus do? Lazarus came. When he saw the girl that was dead, he said, get up. And what did they do? They got up. Because of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit, 
It gives life to your mortal body. Hallelujah. I hope I didn't lose you. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit through faith. And then it becomes the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus in you. Constantly at work in you. Giving life even to your mortal body. If we can grasp that, you're going to realize that sickness will not even take place in our body. Because the life, life, the, I mean, I'm not saying that we are not going to die. That's why he says the last uh, enemy to be conquered is death, right? As Christians, even though we have been born again, we die, right? I'm, 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 I've gotten wrinkles now. I have gray hair. 20 years ago, I didn't have gray hair. There is nothing I can do to stop me from growing. You can dye it all you want, but the gray is there. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the wrinkles will come. It will come. Then 60 years. Then 70 years. Then 80 years. Then you look at your picture when you're 20. And then when you're 70, there's a vast difference. We will surely will die if Jesus Christ doesn't come. But then we'll go into glory. Hallelujah. So that is the last enemy to be conquered, is that death. So that you and I will not die anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Then I think he said that Satan will be bound and all that stuff, right? So then you and I will not die anymore. But then there is the law of the spirit of life. That is, it can work in you now. Now. Not tomorrow. Now. I work in you now. Shall we be on our feet?